Hi guys, I'm Kirsty, a home baker who's about to take my baking to a whole new level by going on a baking course. I thought, why not share my experiences with you? And if you like to bake and just don't have the time to go on a course, why not join me on my adventure, where I'll share all my new knowledge, tips and tricks I've taught myself, and of course, a few baking hacks to make your life easier in the kitchen. Before we get into the hacks, guys, I really just want to talk about a few baking essentials. I suppose you could say non-negotiables. Well, at least they are for me when I'm baking. The first thing I'm going to cover is ingredients. Now, if you're listening to this and you're an experienced baker, you might be thinking, yeah, I've heard this all before. But for those of you that aren't, if somebody had told me a few of these things when I started baking, it probably would have made my life a whole lot easier. First thing I'm going to say is when it comes to ingredients, if you want a quality end product, always use the best quality ingredients that you can afford. When using dairy products, I would always recommend using full fat as the higher fat content is very important for the texture and the flavor of your end product. Now, you can't really say, I don't want to use the high fat content because it's bad for me. Because if you're worried about that, rather eat an apple, don't eat a cupcake. Always use butter. Now, this is where I can throw in a hack. A while ago, I couldn't find unsalted butter anywhere and all my recipes caused for it. What I did use was salted butter and left the salt out of the recipe. I wish I could claim credit for this as my own hack, but I think I got it from a website called mycupcakeaddiction.com. But back to butter versus margarine. If you like margarine, by all means use it. But for me guys, butter always wins and unfortunately you can taste it in the end product. To continue with dairy products, obviously we've covered the basics, milk and cream. They should always be, like I've said, full fat. But now onto buttermilk. If your cake calls for buttermilk and you can't find full fat, substitute it with a mix of half full fat milk and half full fat yogurt. This hack is from the Hummingbird Bakery cookbook. And to be honest, guys, I think I'm their biggest fan. If you haven't got one yet, get one of their recipe books. It'll change your baking life. It definitely did mine. Another dairy product I left out is cream cheese. Always use it cold, straight from the fridge, and it too must always be full fat. Moving on to eggs. In my experience, always use large eggs unless your recipe says something different and always make sure that they're at room temperature before you bake with them. If they are cold, just pop them into a bowl of warm water and wait a few minutes. They'll heat right up to room temperature and you'll be able to use them in your recipe. The next one I'm going to talk about is flour. Now, in my baking, unless it calls for self-raising flour, I only ever use plain cake flour. The reason for this is not because I'm fussy, but it is a scientific reason that I'm going to break down and share with you quite quickly now. So all-purpose flour has a protein content of 10 to 12%, while cake flour only has a protein content of 7 to 8%. The lighter protein content creates a lighter consistency and a more airy texture for your cake. And anybody knows a cake with a lighter consistency is a better cake to eat. Okay guys, so this next ingredient does cost slightly more if you're going to use a good quality one and I've learned from so many experiences of not so chocolatey chocolate cake that good quality cocoa powder and if your recipe calls for chocolates, 70% dark chocolate is your only way to go. Next up, baking powder and baking soda. 
Before you use either one of these ingredients, check their best before date, as even though they use very small amounts, guys, they can mess up your bake. And we all know at the end of a bake, when you're expecting this amazing thing to come out of the oven and it doesn't, it's very frustrating. Remember, these ingredients in your recipe are not interchangeable. So if you asked for baking powder, use baking powder. Baking soda, use baking soda. And baking soda and bicarbonates of soda are the same thing. Remember, when you use them, always use a level spoon measurement and not just an approximation of how much you think you're putting in. So I could talk for hours to you about ingredients and the type of ingredients to use because there really are just so many. But I'm going to get to the last two that I'm going to talk about today. The first of these is nuts. Now if you, your recipe calls for nuts or you want to add nuts to your recipe, remember to toast these before you use them. Just slightly and keep an eye on them because they burn very quickly. But it brings the flavor out into, in the nuts which essentially will give your product a better taste. Lastly, talking about added flavors, vanilla extract. Vanilla extract, vanilla essence. Always use a good quality one, guys, and use a natural vanilla extract or an essence. I've tried to use vanilla pods before and it was it seemed so great. I felt like this amazing great baker and it just didn't taste as good because I think you need to play around with the, the amount that you put in. And for me at the time, it was just a, a vanilla cake and I didn't have the time. So foolproof, fail-proof, top tip, always use vanilla essence or vanilla extract. So I'm the kind of baker that has to follow the recipe exactly. And I suppose that makes me not so much fun to be in the kitchen with because it just really annoys me when the person I bake with doesn't follow the recipe like it says. So before I finish today, I want to share with you a few of the kitchen tools that I have not been able to live without. Firstly, my digital kitchen scale. This scale allows me to measure the ingredients, guys, to the gram. Don't listen to people that tell you that baking isn't a science or, ugh, you know, just throw in a few grams extra here or there, it won't hurt. Just don't listen to them. Like, top tip from me, measure it out properly and a digital kitchen scale is going to help you do this. The second has been my electric hand mixer. Mixing with a wooden spoon or a whisk it's very hard work and as much as you think you're doing vintage baking or baking like your granny, that's great but it's going to take you a very long time and it's almost impossible to mix the mixture for a sponge cake or for icing to the correct consistency with the whisk. So your electric mixer guys, trust me, I've had the cheapest one on the market and I've just got a more expensive one now and they both do exactly the same job. Maybe not exactly the same but they both get the job done and that's really all that you want. The last thing that I want to just mention are piping bags. Now guys I have to tell you when I first started baking I had never used a piping bag. Piping bags like it took me a while to figure out how to get the nozzle into the piping bag. That's how ignorant I was when it came to that. And it's so funny because now that I've used them they are always in my baking cupboard. So you can use a piping bag obviously to ice a cupcake but you can also use it to fill a cupcake and then obviously when you're making meringues, I just made pavlova for Christmas and I just stuck all my meringue mixture into a piping bag and popped it onto the tray with the right nozzle. It was really pretty. So piping bags are always something just to have in your cupboard for when you might need them. 
if you don't have a piping bag and you need to do things like fill a cake, baking paper rolled into a cone and then tape it shut and cut a hole in the bottom. This can be just as effective as a piping bag. I've done it with a plastic bag and I've just cut a hole in the side and that's worked quite well. That would work to make like drips on cakes when you're doing your chocolate ganache drips, that would work. But that's for an emergency. I just always make sure that I have piping bags in the cupboard. So that's all from me for today. If you're a beginner, hopefully you've learned something you didn't know that'll make your baking easier. And if you are a more advanced baker, just stick with me as these lessons and tips will become more advanced. Hopefully as I acquire more baking knowledge, you can too. Click subscribe if you want to join me in this journey and feel free to comment below. Oh, and before I go, for my final tip and probably the most important one I'm gonna to share today, the next time you feel stressed, just remember, stressed is just dessert spelled backwards. So grab something sweet and life will be good again.